What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. I had on the program the best female lifter in the USAPL and IPF right now. Two-time national champion, one-time world champion, defending world champion, Amanda Lawrence. Been a long time coming. Finally had her on Two White Lights, and she delivered a fantastic interview. We discussed her journey as a powerlifter getting to this stage where she is the premier female lifter in the sport because it always wasn't like that. We discussed kind of this, the early days and getting into the breakout meets that he needed to have in order for her to be the best female lifter in the world. We also discussed that IPF world performance in 2019. I've never got her thoughts on that, so it was really good for me uh, to hear her breakdown of that meet. Also talk about 2021 Raw Nationals where she took home best overall lifter. Um, took best overall lifter, did on six lists, but still a struggle with some injuries and some tweaks. So good, interesting conversation there. Uh, we give a lifter rating, one of the easier lifter ratings we've ever done. Very high lifter rating for her. And also we play Word Association. Really fun time with Amanda Lawrence. Fantastic interview. Hopefully I can get her on the show again sometime. But before we get into the interview, got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com, follow them on Instagram, check out the merchandise because they are releasing more and more amazing merchandise. All their designs are amazing. They come out with new ideas. I love when companies come out with new ideas, fresh ideas, because it shows that they have a creative mind and it shows that they care. They care about actually giving you the best merchandise you need in order to look good in the gym, on the platform, outside of the gym. Left Floor Bros is a complete triple threat when it comes to that, so you're going to use promo code 2WL15 to get 15% off of your order, save yourself some money, Go, remember, check them out on Instagram, follow them on Instagram, also they sell two white lights merchandise on leftfloorbros.com, so Amanda Lawrence is wearing the Fight Night tee, that's available on leftfloorbros.com, the original logo, top rope. The dad hat, also available on leftlarbros.com. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to order some Leftlarbros merchandise and Two White Lights merchandise, and you use that same promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Also, go to rivalnutrition.com and get yourself some Rival Nutrition supplements. Name might have changed, logo might have changed, but Rivalist still has informed choice supplements. Informed choice supplements are important for you lifters who are in the USAPL. Don't want to get popped. Don't get want to. Don't want to have a banned substance in your pre-workout branch and amino acids, protein, whatever. It's all informed choice supplements on Rival Nutrition. Use promo code Angelo twenty. Save yourself some money on that Rival Nutrition informed choice supplements. Also, go to Lift.net and get yourself some Stoic gear. They are dropping some Independence Day tees, but also the gear. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. It could be a holiday. It could not be a holiday. The gear is the best. I wear it in the gym on the platform as well. People are wearing more and more stoic gear, and the reason why because it's the best. The knee sleeves. I cannot talk about them enough. I think they're the best knee sleeves on the market. They're also affordable. Use promo code Angel Ten. You will save yourself more money on already affordable product. Also. They got great singlets and wrist wraps as well. I wear all of them on the platform. Use that promo code Angelo Ten for all. Stoic gear. And, of course, make sure you guys are visiting Notorious Lift on Instagram. Follow them. Sign up for the newsletter because no slip drip, Notorious Lift slippers, 
sell out quick and you want to be on the lookout for whenever they drop something. They are about to drop some Stars and Stripes Independence Day slippers. They look fantastic. If you put an Apollo Creed looking slipper in front of my face, I'm probably going to buy it. And remember, they you can't just get this whenever you want. They sell out. They sell out quick. Make sure you're signing up for the newsletter. Make sure you're following on Instagram so you're up to date with all of the drops that come out. And also, make sure you are following us on Spotify, following us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, leave a review. That helps a lot for Two White Lights, those ratings and reviews. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. And as promised, I got with me, I could say the best female lifter in the IPF and USAPL, defending national champion, defending world champion, it's been a long time, but defending world champion as well, Miss Amanda Lawrence. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Seriously, it's like this has been in the making. I've been excited for this. And you know what? You are wearing the two white light shirt on two white lights, yes. and you are the first to do Angel. that. And I'm I'm very happy. <laughs> that's 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 pretty cool to see. You guys can't it's see an it. Honor. It's, it's an honor. It's, yeah, it's it's only audio. You guys can't see it, but yeah, it's got the fight night tee. Remember, guys, fight night tee available on leftlawbros.com. Use that promo code two WL fifteen. Just did a little ad read in Let's the middle go. of the episode, but. <laughs> it is fantastic to have you on. Like you said, it was a long time coming. Um, also, one of your biggest accolades, I didn't even mention, the winner of the US or the Two White Lights March Madness bracket on the female side, you. Oh, my gosh. Let's just add that to the list. <laughs> that, that's, that's the top one, right? That's So it goes March Madness winner, Two yeah, White Lights, 100%. world's national champion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> you well, heard it here first. All right. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> You are, you're currently the best female lifter in the world, and you've been the best female lifter in the world for a while. So, uh, someone like you, you do get interviewed a lot. So, going through, like, your whole background and how you got into lifting, I'm going to, like, just kind of skim a little bit past that and talk about your evolution as a power lifter. Because I remember I had Joey Flex on, and he talked, when he, we were talking about his clients, he brought you up, and... You got flex on because, and you can correct me on this, uh, because I'm quoting an episode that he said it, so I could be wrong, but you <laughs> said, I'm tired of not going nine for nine. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, like, I just was underperforming in meets, and I just wanted to make that change, and, you know, Joey, he made himself present. I met him a couple times, like, when I was at the Arnold at 2018 Round Nationals. And it just felt like that was the right next step. And, you know, we did a 12-week turnaround to compete for IPF Worlds 2019. And, I I mean, I think the performance said it all. I was able to finally pull off. Um, well, I consider it a 9 for 9 me. I don't know why my third spot was high. But um, <laughs> regardless, we, we took took the gold home. Okay. Well, that so because I, I got into the USAPL in 2019. So I... I am I'm still not great with the history of it, but where would you say was your breakout meet 
in the USAPL and kind of got you into that level where you were um, within those like top five female lifters, not only in your weight class, but overall? Um, well, I, I mean, I'd say like my true, true breakout meet was definitely Worlds, IPF Worlds 2019, but I guess you could say I started to get a lot of recognition at my first round nationals in 2017. I wasn't in the prime time session, but I was in the morning session and I was, I broke the women's 84 uh, American record squat. So mm -hmm. I set that record and it was able to maintain through prime time um, or, you know, through the meet. So I think I started to get a lot of recognition there. And then, you know, the following year we made it into, um, the actual prime time for round nationals and competed at a couple Arnold's. Um, and you know, we just, we just try to keep moving up the tier from there. Okay. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it's kind of crazy to see from that. And then I, I'm always curious, like when someone is taking that next step to become one of the world's best and you only, you, you took it next step to be one of the world's best, but the world's best. And that was, uh, 2019 Worlds, and you know, I don't think I've really gotten a whole background on that meet in particular. Uh, I had Daniela Mello on the show before, um, and we talked about a whole lot of different things, but I, I've never, I mean, that was, that, and I say it on Two White Lights a lot, that was probably the highlight of that World Championship, and that was a, and whenever you had a World Championship, it is a lot of different storylines going on. That was a meet that Atwood yep. uh, won best lifter, and Russ broke the uh, world record total, went nine for nine, beat Brett Gibbs. But people in powerlifting were more focused on the incredible performances by you and Daniela Mello. So take me through that meet. It just might have been like one of the, I don't know, if I was competing in that, I probably would never forget it because I just know what it's like to compete at super ultra competitive meets. And how amazing it is. So, just describe that meet for me. Yeah, I guess so. Like leading up into that meet, there was a lot of hype. There was a lot of talk on the back end. So, pressure to perform, you know, it's pretty much at an all time high. Um, and it was just kind of an interesting scenario going into the meet, being that we both had, you know, the same coach, Joey. Um, but, you know, we got that sorted out. Had, you know, you obviously have the US national coach, Ari, in there to help. And then, you know, we both had a fair shot at what we wanted to put out on the platform. Um, like, I guess leading into the meet, I guess you could say, and a lot of people would probably agree, I was the stronger lifter leading into the meet. And it's just at that point, uh, executing your lifts and just trying to go as close to nine for nine as possible as you can. Um, I will say that leading into squats after seeing my third squat on deck, you know, I got nervous, but we maintained our composure and we're still able to pull off the win at the end with the, I don't know, what it was, it 557-pound deadlift, and I would have had uh, more room in the tank if needed. So, um, yeah, I think you're regardless, like, if you're the last puller, you have the advantage kind of thing. But I'm very, very happy how that meet went. Like like you said, it got a lot of publicity. Like, there's a video on YouTube with, like, four or five million views on it, which is crazy, and mm -hmm. I'm just, like, Super excited that I could be a part of, like, especially bringing exposure to the women's side of the sport um, and just like, bring light to it. And, yeah, it's just crazy. It's only been one world to be. Uh, I actually won a world championship before a national championship and then best lifter. So, I mean, switching to Joey to coach, like, it was like a night and day. Like, 
you know, turn around. Um, 12 weeks was it. So, um, you know, it just shows like, you know, we can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, that was really, like I said, I was out of the USAPL at the time, but that kind of got me involved a little bit more with the female side of powerlifting. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Because I think yeah. that's when I, be, that's when I became fully aware that, you and Daniela Mello were just the top of the list over there, and it was so outrageously close. And that was one of the things that interests me the most. Like, I've never seen something this close in powerlifting. Like, seriously, <laughs> to this day, I've never seen something that close. Uh, I think yeah. Mariana Steffi might be the only one where it was within a final pull. But then even with that, it was just tied on total, body weight, and yeah. it was like, you know, from uh, – from, from comparing the two, it was really hard to draw. Like, like uh, we have these two amazing female competitors. So, like, who's going to reign supreme? And since then, uh, Danielle Mello has not been on the platform as often. You have, but I want to ask you this. I brought up with Joey Flex. I don't know which episode is dropping first, by the way. You or Joey. Yep. So yep. I might have to think about this uh, because I, I brought this up to him. And this you're the perfect person to ask, obviously. Since 2019, Worlds. Until now, you've, I would say, have gone unchallenged. Uh, not only in your weight class, but even for best overall female lifter. For this meet, you didn't have to go 9 for 9 and win best overall lifter. You hit six lifts, still beat Heather Connor out on best overall lifter. And to me, that's incredible uh, in the sense that you can do that with six lifts. But two... How does one stay motivated when you're able to do that? Because you see a lot of lifters try to find ways to stay motivated. Like, uh, what's the expression? The the wolf on the top isn't as hungry as the wolf the, the wolves on the bottom or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm probably fucking up that expression, but I don't care. Um, but other lifters try to find ways to get motivated. You're so far ahead of people. I just don't know where you would draw that motivation from. And I, I think that's a very difficult thing. Yeah, I mean, so, like I said, I've been kind of on both sides of the spectrum, been in close battles, and now I'm just, like like you said, I, 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 have, a lot of, I have a lot of space in front of other competitors. Um, I think it just kind of all goes back to my, like, roots and, like, I guess just how I am as a person. I always just want to try to continue getting better. Um, literally, like being the best version of myself, like, I love this sport, like, it is, it is, it is, although it kind of has turned into a little bit of a job, I guess you could say, like, it's fun for me, and so I love chasing numbers, and just want to continue to keep getting stronger, hitting PRs, um, and I guess that's what keeps me motivated, just because I want to show up and keep, like, I guess, proving the impossible, or, you know, whatever, breaking limits, as Joey says, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I've never done this sport, like with my motivation as being another competitor. It's never been that. Like I, like when I first started out, I wasn't always first place. I was second place, and I've always just been hungry to, you know, be at the top and be able to, like I said, be the strongest I absolutely possibly can. Like I would love to someday somehow hit that six hundred pound mark on squat or deadlift or, or both, um, however that may be. But like. Like, I guess that's just my drive. I've, I, that's just, like, what it, what's what been, in, like, stilled in me just my whole life from, my, I guess, my, my upbringing. And, um, and I guess the fans also keep me going, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, at the end of the day, this is just fun for me. Like, honestly, like, with 
COVID with like, I know it was very, very disappointing having like, you know, Sheffield was canceled, Nationals was canceled, like a lot was canceled. But I honestly had some of the most fun training just having that downtime. Um, and I think that's like, you know, when you're having fun, you're going to do well. Um, and I think that's also why I put together such such a good meet and also had time to actually like prep for it. Um, because, you know, if, if you're constantly peaking for a meet, injuries can happen sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. But I guess that's just what keeps me going. It's just the love, the love for the sport. And I will say, like, it is a little bit different not having any competition at the top. But really, my goals haven't changed, you know. Like, I still, like, I'm hungry for something bigger than ever for Worlds. And um, although my meet last November 2020 was supposedly a local meet, but for me, that was a six-hour drive. I usually fly. And circumstances for my weight cut did not did not go good, but you know, regardless, just going to show up and put together the best possible meets. Um, and I hate disappointing people. I think that's another thing. <laughs> I, I just want to, I want to be able to have a show and make, you know, like make a movie, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I, it, it, it is, um, it is something I just was curious about because I, I would, I would imagine it, I would imagine finding that sense of motivation is hard when, you know, in your weight class, you're 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 ahead of so many people. I mean, where uh, where Daniela gave you that run within your weight class, which was one incredible because it was you were watching the two best female lifters in one weight class. That was really awesome. But yeah. two, it's now that that's removed, you're 100 kilos best than the second best person. So I think obviously the next step is winning best overall lifter and you still do that pretty well yeah, but uh, yeah. like you said though there's more there's more competitions ahead of you and there's always ways to you know try to surpass that total and really it, it I, I actually thank you for bringing up the last meet that um you did prior to nationals where you went nine for nine describe that meet because that meet put you so far ahead on the good lift points and really uh i mean if you go even if you take the entire sport of powerlifting male and female you had the highest good lift points of all time was that was that the goal yeah. going in I was mean, just to, honestly, just to crush it yeah I, well obviously the goal always is to crush it but like <laughs> i didn't have any like specific like i wasn't trying to like beat someone or anything like that to me that meet was just like it was in the making and i needed to put together a meet because i i hit these lifts in training in the gym and it was only a matter of time until I was able to finally put it together. You know what I mean? Um, so that was my biggest goal. And I just wanted to prove that I am the 84 champ. Like I, like I, like I don't like being associated with a tie from worlds or like, uh, this or that. Like when at the end of the day at worlds, like they take the very, very minimum to win. I don't have any say in that sort of thing. And I just wanted to prove that like, you know, I'm, I, this is like, I'm the real one, you know, like, I guess, I guess that, that you could say was my motivation. I just wanted to set myself apart and prove to people like, you know, respect the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, afterwards, I mean, I, I think, um, I think with a lot of lifters occasionally, occasionally people could find ways to find flaws within their game. And I think yeah. even with Russ, for example, um, I could throw Nor, I could throw Noriega in the mix too. Russ had a bit of a stigma in the past for not performing nine for nine meets consistently yep. on meet day. Same thing, Noriega's a great lifter, but once meet rolls around, he isn't as good as a lifter. I think that is a good way to draw motivation because I think you had that stigma too for a bit, and then nine for nine meets, it's like, all right, well, they able to go nine for nine, 
And regardless of me going nine for nine, still the best overall lifter. Yep. So yep. it's just nine for nine was that thing. It's just like that was something to prove to other people. And yeah, you definitely did that. Because I think I, I think I was one of the ones like, can he go nine for nine and, you know, mm-hmm. put together that total? You did that at the meet. Like, all right, so when Worlds comes around or when Nationals comes around, you know that Amanda Lawrence can do this now. Uh, and I said, I mean, that was, yeah. I think Russ had the same thing with uh, Worlds. He went nine for nine, and everyone's like, looks like Russ can go nine for nine. Looks like he can put together a meet that, you know, if if he's in a battle, he can win it. He did that. Noriega did the same thing with some of his meets at Texas Strength Classic and um, and the uh, the mm-hmm. meet where he went, where he was able to put together an eight for nine meet. Like, all right, this is this is kind of just something to prove the critics wrong, and you definitely did that. Yeah, and like... I don't know, like, to me, like, the importance of going 9 for 9 isn't, like, super high, I guess, on my agenda, as long as I'm hitting the numbers that I want to hit, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Like, like I scratch my ass dead this, I rock 21 here just because I was, I was content with what I did, you know what I mean? So, like, um, if that means, if I don't, like, I don't put a lot of value in going 9 for 9, like I said, if I hit the numbers that I want, but... I mean, it is nice, it, and, and um, if battles are close, obviously the importance of that is high, and obviously attempt selections and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I definitely have the potential to do it, especially when I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, then let's segue into this current meet, uh, Raw Nationals. Uh, had Joey on the show. Um, yeah. Still one best overall lifter, and with my understanding, a bad hip started to yep, get aggravated yep. a bit on squats too. Yeah, so squat. So I switched to flats on squats. Gosh, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something like that. And it was really, really good at first. Training was going really well. Squats were exploding. Um, but after a while, it's. I, I want to say it's almost been a year I've been dealing with this, and it's progressively getting really, really bad. Um, like leading up into my November meet last year, um, I've had some of the worst hip pain in my life. Like squats would go good, but deadlifts. I like the everything was taken from them from squats. I couldn't like my hips would lock up because um, with just flats with low bar, it's just a lot more hip drive and it's just like overuse and my body just can't take it. Um, so like that was just a miracle I was able to put together that kind of me. But then after November, it was just like complete opposite. At squats, I, I wasn't able to get any sort of rebound up out of the hole, no like stretch reflex. Like if you look at my um third squad at nationals here like five kilo is definitely in the tank moving from my second to third squat but like if i don't have any sort of stretch rebound coming up out of the hole like I, it's hard to get up yeah um so we're like ma- making the like necessary changes now like i was being stubborn i didn't want to change like uh, like you know in the middle of the meat prep it's obviously not good to change shoes or make you know i don't know like drastic changes to technique or whatnot but we are moving to like a smaller deal and so far so good no pain and uh just kind of shifts the focus off my hips to my i guess quads and i've been strong in both flats and heels so i'm very very confident that when we have 14 weeks until world supposedly that uh that'll be plenty of time yeah but yeah i mean things are always gonna happen like you can't i mean you can't really anticipate like when injuries happen and sometimes they can, like, keep lagging on, but it's just, like, like going into this Nationals, the main goal was still to maintain best lifter at this point because I guess that's my main goal. Obviously, like, I guess winning division, but to me, like, the best lifter was more important. 
um, or just, I guess, more of a goal. Um, And, you know, you're still able to do that with being, I don't know, 75%. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so yeah, once we're 100% again and, you know, I'm feeling good, um, I think world's going to be good meat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, go, going forward. And, like, the, I mean, even speaking of going forward, uh, so Worlds is the is the next meet. So even in that sense, um, was the hip getting to you at all on deadlifts? So, like, like I said, like, prepping for my meet last November, the hip, my hip was, like, I would squat and I would be able to complete, like, I don't know, I think I squatted 578 in that prep. Um, and then afterwards, like, it was just terrible pain. Like, I couldn't even sleep at night sort of thing. Like, it was just worn. So then when it would come to deadlifts, I couldn't even pull. Like, it, like 540 would be, I can't even tell you how many times, like, 540 was booed to the floor just because, like, squats took away everything, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then prepping for this meet, it was the exact opposite. Like, I couldn't squat. Like, I would be starting to cut sets short of reps or, like, I would descend with the single and like, that's all I would get. Um, like very, very like, I guess, frustrating, nerve wracking and just, you know, like all, all the above, like just kind of like emotional squats to be honest. Mm-hmm. But then since squats were so bad, Dallas were fine. So I don't get it, but <laughs> we just got to get in the heeled shoe again <laughs> and then fine. Um, we, you know, you, you, I, I tried, <laughs> you know, I tried flats. Yeah. All right. So then, then looking ahead to worlds there, um, you should be failing as far as best overall lifter goes at that one. So again, is is that the goal going forward? Just constantly trying to move your good lift points up, where you're going to win both best overall lifter. Because uh, with the 84s, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have that wrapped up pretty easily. And I think in the world stage too, like yeah. I, 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 I mean, there's Libavois, excellent lifter. Uh, you're still going to have Heather yep. Connor probably gunning for you as well as far as best overall lifter goes, but. Is there yeah. any is there any other female lifter in the world that you're kind of looking at as far as like okay I, I have to go and have myself a really good meet in order to beat this particular lifter? Um, I mean my good lift points like I think at would just beat them like at one twenty three they're like one twenty two I don't I just don't see any like any lifter like like beating that you know what I mean I just have to be at my prime um I don't know maybe there's talk that Jessica might move up to 84 oh so Jessica Buter that was her name I forgot something. yeah yeah like Jessica like she maybe she'll come up to 84 I I don't know I think we're waiting around the same body weight right now so but mm-hmm. she can do some crazy cuts so oh yeah um but that would be fun to have like something there you know um but definitely the goal is to keep going best lifter um i think eventually if i start to get bored that i could try to play around like like ashley mushka does like go around other weight classes just just for fun um (laughs) (laughs) well uh, yeah yeah i guess that's uh i don't know whether up or down whatever makes the most sense but right now i'm pretty uh i want to just keep i guess earning uh, earning my title as you know year after year as the 84 kilo champ Best lifter as much yeah. as I can. Oh well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna like say you you take the Ashton Rouska uh, route and do every single competition ever. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, I think I, I, could... I think you're a person who values international competition. So if you did something like the showdown, yeah. I think yeah, uh, you, you wouldn't. I'm, this is an assumption on my part. You probably wouldn't do a meet like the showdown, right? No, I. 
I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm lifting against, I guess, another lifter that's enhanced. I just don't see the, the fairness of it, like, you know, at the end of the day. Um, that's just my opinions on it, but um, I guess teach their own. And, like, also, I, I don't want to be, like, banned whatsoever for going to another federation. Like, that's... Yeah. That's, that's that, that was my ass- big... Yeah, that's where my assumption lied, because you would take an international suspension for a year if you did that and... You know, occasionally yeah. you can do it, but uh, sir, uh, the showdown would be one of those meets where you couldn't. Yeah, because I've been invited at multiple years, and mm-hmm. like I, although I appreciate it, I just it just it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll just try a different weight class. <laughs> so <laughs> so what would that weight class be? There's always someone that there's always someone that could pop up too. So you have to stay ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. But yeah. I mean, I mean, just know like you're gonna come challenge me. I mean, I'm not gonna let that. I'm not gonna let up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what would the weight class be then? If it w- would you go up? That would be the easiest route, right? Going 84 plus. Or would you go um, down to what's know. the next one? 76. Who who knows? Maybe I'll if I think I could win 84 plus. I mean, I could just walk in. I, I train like, I'm like three pounds over right now. I need to gain a little more weight. Um, just be stronger. I, I've lo- I lost weight without trying. Um, but I could do a meet at 84 plus if I find myself uh, somehow uh, being Vanika. Otherwise, maybe after that, go back down to 76 for fun. And then, I don't know, go back to 84 if I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that would be, be something. I and mean, that is that is definitely the Ashton Roska route because I think a lot of people forget that he was 93 has all these records at 93, and is like, I could probably win 93 so easily that he went up to 105, yeah. won that too. I mean, shit, he's probably going to go up to 120 one of these days. Uh, he actually, yeah. I think he actually could have won 120s this year with his total. So, <laughs> well, and then Atwood, wasn't he placing like second or third or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty insane. Oh, you did? I didn't get drug tested this year. It's probably because I didn't have a great beat, but. Um, well, but yeah, you had like crazy pull at the end. What was it? 762? Yeah. Crazy. Well, I yeah, know, I was, I uh, the reason why I brought it up, the <laughs> drug test. You it so easy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. my back would say otherwise, but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, when we were getting drug tested, he told me, he told 838 and there was like a point where I just didn't believe him. It's like, wait, 838 <laughs> would put you, that's like, like the no best, way. that's, that would break the old <laughs> world record. The unofficial world record at 83. Russ just got yeah. 843 today. I'm like, you, you got to be. Nice. Like, and he told me, no, he was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being straight with you, man. And I just it's like, all right, well, you are uh, ridiculous. But, but he's, I mean, he's so hum- he's so humble too. Yeah. Like- <laughs> we have to we have to look, I guess, into the future a, a lot more with you because you know you you've been there, done that, in a lot of those things. One nationals, one worlds. How about after Worlds? Is there is there something that you want to accomplish in the sport before you you know before you're, you're done doing it? Um, is there any sort of like super meets that you want to do? I know Sheffield was taken from you and a whole lot of other lifters, but is is that the next step after Worlds? Is something Sheffield esque? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sheffield definitely was gonna be like first meet of its kind. It was gonna be it was gonna be crazy. Like like. Like, to me, that's way bigger than, like, I don't know, the showdown or whatever. Um, so that was something, like, really, really exciting. And obviously that being canceled, like, two weeks out, that was pretty devastating. But it's looking like it's going to be a go, I think, for 2023 for sure. Uh, not sure about 2022. But, um, 
that's definitely going to be the next goal. And uh, I guess now that I'm hearing about UCPL Virginia, I think the pro meets. Yeah. That sounds exciting to be able to do. It almost kind of seems like it's like an Arnold kind of, but just like more. Mm -hmm. The prizes is cool to see like that. You know, the federation wants to really keep giving back to the to the athletes, the sport. So it's it's good to see. And I think it's going to bring a lot of like obviously competitiveness to the meets. Yeah, I mean, with Sheffield, it's kind of hard to talk about it, right? Because it's 2023, so no, no matter what, it's a long ways away. Um, yeah. I guess it's like yeah. looking at like it from a soccer perspective, like the World Cup. Like, all right, well, it's World Cup is always a really long time away, uh, and that's kind of what Sheffield is. But yeah. like you, like you brought up um, with those pro meets, is that something you have interest in doing? Because you do have time to do it, and I, I don't believe you'd be penalized for it. I think they would have to look as far as like the pro. Uh, the pro level meets. I think they, I, as far as what money you can get from it, I think uh, they have to look into it. But is that something you'd be interested in doing? Because with with how it stands, that pro meet in December, you and, and there's it's not based on gender. It's not based on weight classes. It's based on who has the best good lift points. Yeah. Based yep. on how it stands, you would win that. Yep. So is that something that's like, all right, well. <laughs> We have something to do within 20 from now to uh, from whenever Sheffield happens. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'd definitely be interested. I know we'd be getting up there for meets because I think the Arnold, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be March, and I think that qualifies you for Rod Nats 2022. But I mean, look at Ashton. He just goes in there and does an SPD day. Yeah, he's good. Um, uh, but no, like they put on some really crazy meets at. It's a shop gym, right? Mm -hmm. Like it looks like it looks like a lot of fun. So I mean, I I wouldn't mind in honestly just more meat practice, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just all going to depend on like like you said, like the uh, requirements or like what's all going down with it. But the calendar's a bit iffy too, because I don't know what's happening with nationals now. Is it going to be October nationals? They obviously have to do it after the IPF schedule, which I don't know when the IPF schedule is going to find its find its uh, mm -hmm. find its uh, footing again. So mm -hmm. I guess I guess the schedule depends on it too, because December usually, I mean, if you're a USAPL lifter, December is not a typical month where you compete in. No, and then Worlds is going to be like October second supposedly this year. So I mean, it'd be a close turnaround, but I mean. It's you know what whatever I'm feeling I guess at the time. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be yeah that would be a pretty yeah that would be an outrageously quick turnaround. But yeah, I I think uh, I think those meets are probably going to be for they're going to be developed a little bit further uh, as far as like fitting into the either the USAPL schedule or the IPF schedule because yeah also like you said there's the Arnold in March. Do you have any plans on doing the Arnold or? Well. I'm gonna have to if that's what qualifies you for national. Is that does that qualify you for nationals? I heard. I, no. I, or did I hear that wrong? What? Um, I mean, that wouldn't thought, make sense because nationals qualifies you for the Arnold. Or was that no? I I thought I heard something that the Arnold qualifies you for something. I really could be wrong. Well, there's like a, don't you wait? Don't like you check. you get an automatic qualifying every year if you win nationals? You just, or was that or was that for worlds? I heard. Sorry. That would make sense. Sorry, yes, I said that wrong. Yeah, because I, I was in a, I'm in a group chat for like the world's team. Okay. Well, from last year's, and that's what they, that's what I'm pretty sure I heard. So if oh. that's the case, then yeah, 100, percent I'm doing Arnold. But 
Oh. Yeah, because they said that was a qualifier, I, I believe, for World That so makes a little... Okay, now I'm kind of getting it. Okay, so with it being March, if they move back to the Worlds being in June, that's what it would be. But the only thing yeah. is, how would certain lifters... So that would mean, like, all the top lifters would have to compete at the, at the, at Arnold. the Arnold. So yeah, that would be nationals. They'd have to send out invites. They'd have to send... Yeah, basically. They'd have to send out invites. Honestly, okay. Because if it's, like, if it's like a click of a button, like, trying to race to... To get in the meet, it's yeah. stressful. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, the qualifying totals wouldn't be there. And I think, again, like you would have to invite the top five in each weight class, at least. Or top ten. Yeah. I mean, top, if you invite the top ten, that would be the biggest Arnold ever. Yeah. I wish they would have did that that way for this last match. Yeah, me too. It would have saved me mm -hmm. a lot of stress. Signing up for mm -hmm. Nationals this year was more stressful than competing at Nationals. Because yeah. I, I didn't get, I, I, I didn't get the automatic, <laughs> I didn't get the automatic invite. So I was yeah. in a bathroom at Surge, like getting my, I like got my laptop out and kept on hitting refresh and trying to sign up because I'm like, if I don't sign up for nationals, then I have nothing to do in June, and that pretty yeah. much ends it there for me. But but it didn't fill up as like quickly as we all thought. I think so. I, that I, was a plus, I guess. Yeah, I think we we caused us like ruckus on two white lights and social media of like, please, people who don't really qualify for nationals, like let's save it for the top ten people. I think enough people are like, I don't even want to do nationals this year, anyways. So it yeah. was it was it was helped by COVID uh, being kind of a big thing still in spring, but also I think a lot of lifters are like. Nationals this year isn't even going to be the same Nationals because it's not like no, the yeah. thousand-person Nationals. Granted, I had a blast with the yeah, amount of lifters yeah. there, uh, but it's not going to be the thousand-person Nationals that uh, that people are used to anyways. So Yeah, and like we can't complain. We, we got something at least, you know what I mean? We did. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy about that. Like, sure, like next year I'm sure we'll be like full-blown again, like, I'm sure all the seats will be filled and whatnot. So it was different in that sense this year, but obviously with COVID things were, you know, we were, we were lucky to get what we got. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something I ask a lot of lifters and especially the high level ones, what would you like your legacy in the sport to be? Like when you retire, which is obviously going to be a very long time from now because you're still young in the sport. But when it happens, what would you like to be known for? Uh, gosh. I, I, just being known for, like, helping pave the way for, like, the women's side of powerlifting, like, you know, really becoming, you know, something great. Um, I don't know. I'd say in the last few years, like, women's powerlifting has, has absolutely blown up, and I'd like to think I was, like, part of it. And I guess I just want to, like, go down in the books as being, you know, one of the greatest to do it. Um so I guess that's what keeps me keeps me going. I just I want to keep defending my title and um, like do something like like Atwood has done, like Kimberly Walford has done, like Vanika too. Like like I don't know. Like these lifters are crazy. I I'm I'm so new to this sport. Like I'm just getting started. Like uh, like you said, it's only been one world. So I I haven't done nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, actually, it's, it's interesting when you say that because I think uh, what happens when you have some of these answers that people don't know that they already have like kind of fulfilled that legacy in a way because I, I said the same thing with Daniela Mello. She's like, I want to be a person who really helps women getting into powerlifting. Like, okay, you, you did that. A lot of women are motivated for, for you getting into powerlifting. Same 
can be said for you too. Like you said, had the yeah. same goal. You've accomplished that already. You've gotten yeah. like if I ask a female in powerlifting, like name me a female powerlifter. You are probably going to be mentioned more often than not. It's going to be I can actually make the list. Like you, Heather Connor, Daniela Mello, and I think Sam Calhoun. Sam Calhoun's a little bit low key on the social media. But like real ones are like yeah, Sam Calhoun's awesome. But like people yeah, are just on yeah. social media like powerlifting, it's like oh, okay, yeah, like you you start you start off with Amanda Lawrence, you start out with Danielle Mello, and you start off with Heather Connor. Like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like females are already just motive like they got into the sport because of what you did in these past three years. So if you're thinking about legacy, yeah. how does it feel to accomplish a little bit of your legacy this this uh, short into the sport? I, I, I guess it feels good. Like, as long as, you know, helping other people, I mean, that, that's a bonus. And we're, you know, we're doing what we love, too. Keep in mind, like, on it, like you can't tell me each and every one of us, like, started this sport, like, like not for, like, ourselves, I guess. We, we yeah. all had to start. Like, we wanted to, like be strong and then it just kind of like turned out to be something like greater than that and like just like help and inspire people and I don't know it's just it's just a really cool thing that I stumbled upon powerlifting and um I I never thought that I'd have this opportunity kind of thing but it just kind of goes to show that if you put in a lot of hard work and effort and just be persistent um you know great things can happen yeah so, the, um, who, who, was there anyone, like, when you first started that you drew in, inspiration from, or did you just kind of just get into the sport, uh, just, you know, without, oh, just raw, without really any sort of understanding of who were the best female powerlifters? Uh, to be honest, I didn't know anything <laughs> when I first started. Uh, I, well, I guess we're kind of going to, like, how I started powerlifting, but, um, I just was in the gym, like, bodybuilding, trying to... I was watching, like, Christian Guzman, mm-hmm. Ice Summers, which is cool to be part of the Buff Bunny team now. Um, but, uh, like, I was watching those kind of, like, fitness people and just trying to be in shape. But then my current physical therapist now, um, he, like, he told me that I should try out powerlifting. So I'm like, all right. Because I, I guess I was, like, curling, like, 30s or whatever, and that was strong. Um, so I'm like, sure. So I did my first meet. Six months later, that was like June 2016, broke an American record squat without even knowing it. And since then, I was just kind of like, I was hooked, basically. And then after that, I guess the rest of history just just kept at it. Just wanted, just was hungry for more and more and more. And, you know, it's, nothing's changed, you know. Um, but I, I, I guess at the end of the day, you just, I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not work to me. Yeah. Yeah, you said you broke an American record squat in your first meet? On my first meet, yep, yep. It was the junior American record squat. It was on my second attempt, 369 pounds. Um, and then I went for 396. I got it, but it was called on depth. But, yeah, I didn't even know that I was breaking an American record, like, going into the meet. Like, I had I have absolutely no idea, like I said, about anything. <laughs> All right, so, well. but um, I guess like after that, after I like learned more about the sport, I guess you could say Russ was a big inspiration of mine. Still, still is, and it's it's just kind of cool like getting to meet your idols and uh, 
I guess being being friends with him now. But um, I guess like other than that, like getting to know people on the women's side, Kimberly Walford definitely was one. Um, Jen Thompson, obviously Big Ray, um, I'd say um, Atwood. But yeah, like after like I really started getting getting into the sport, I started learning more. Obviously, tuning on social media and. I don't know, you kind of, it's kind of cool. You can literally like be friends, you have a friend in like every state it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you are right about that. Um, even in Minnesota, I got uh, one of your friends, uh, L- Lucky. Uh, Lucky, uh, Lucky yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's that, shout out Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's two straight yeah, episodes of shout out Lucky, so he owes me something for this. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, he he always talks great about you. So we love we love your podcast. Oh, that's that's good to hear. Uh, shout out, yeah, shout out to Lucky. Thank you very much, my friend. But um, all right, we do this with every lifter that comes on. Recently, this is a newer thing: the lifter rating. So, rate one ninety nine squat bench and deadlift. Very similar to a man in NFL football games. Now for this one, I. Don't think we have to do a whole lot of research based on 1 to 99 where you rank because, like we said, you're the best overall female lifter in the IPF and USAPL. So I think history might be made here with you being one of our first 99 overall lifter uh, ratings here. So that's always exciting and very expected too. So, all right, like this might be the quickest uh, lifter rating we ever do on squat. You hold the record, correct? Yeah, I hold the – well, my world record is like – I only know this in pounds. It's 536 pounds, but my American record is 564 pounds. So um, I guess uh, I hold both. So I guess I guess that's a good score. <laughs> 99? That's, yeah, that's know. a 99. I mean, you really can't <laughs> get any better than that. Um, this might be This might be just testing how humble you are too. Because what happens when we do these lifter ratings, it's either lifters are a little bit too, like, overzealous with what they are on squat, bench, and deadlift, or they try to be as humble as possible and be like, you know, I have a pretty good squat, so I'm, like, a 76. Like, no, you're higher than a 76, dude. It's like, so, yeah, I mean, but you can't argue. American and world record, 99 overall on squat. Now, how about bench? Okay, so the world record is 137 kilo, which is like, I don't know, three, what is that, 301 or 302. Um, my best bench is 287 pounds, so I'm going to rank myself maybe like 95, maybe. I have room to grow in that. So um, that's definitely like been like my, that lift has never come very natural to me, but since like really working with it and I guess I bench five days a week now, it's really helped, uh, oh, wow. like, uh, put, put like, for example, my bench at 2019 mats was 259 or yeah. And that or 253. One of my, anyways, at worlds, my bench was 259. And then this last national is 287. And I hit that as well. It's my November meet in 2020. So, um, filling that gap really kind of like, you know, you gotta be an all around lifter to, to win at this point. So can't just be good at one or two lifts is I guess, uh, what I found. Yeah. I'm going to definitely err with your judgment on this one. Just agree with 95. Like 
If you're going to say 95, I'm just going to agree with you. There's no argument on my <laughs> end from this because, like, yeah, I think you would possibly be a little bit higher, but I'll go 95 because on deadlift, you hold the record. I hold the world team. record and the American record. So the world record is, I only know this in pounds, 557 pounds, and then my American record is 573 pounds. So um, that actually matches the best 84 kilo or 84 plus um, by Sarah Renner, her pole. So I'm, I'm, I'm ancient. I want that. I want at least half kilo more. <laughs> I <laughs> want that strong pole. All right. <laughs> so well, I don't know. I guess uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound like, I guess 99. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's not I guess 99. It is 99. Like you're not, okay. you're not guessing on that. If you have the American and world record, you are a 99 overall. Uh, that's always been my rule for the show. If you have the all- – especially in the all-time world record, and you do have that uh, within your federation. We go based on federations uh, to make it a little bit more fair and accurate. Yep. But I'm just doing the math Absolutely. right now uh, for what you are. And we have 98 overall, which would put you the highest on two white lights when we do a lifter rating. So you also have that title as well. You can put that right next to March Madness winner. So now it goes March Madness Highest overall on two white lights lifter ratings, worlds and nationals as far as your accomplishments go. I gotta get I gotta get a shirt made. <laughs> you gotta get a shirt made for that. We we actually we are discussing doing that the highest rated ones and then sending out shirts for those specific lifters. I think Taylor's gonna beat me. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Taylor would oh yeah, these lifter ratings are gonna get crazy because I have Taylor and Russ coming on the show, so like they're about to dwarf some of the uh, lifter ratings we did. But hey, it's motivation for all of us, right? You see the lifter ratings. Actually, that's the only thing you should think about for comp- competing now is not so much podiuming. It's improving your lifter rating on two white lights. We need we need the 99. <laughs> like, how, how close, how, how much how much can I bump my, my lifter rating up? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be, hopefully, that's the main motivation for powerlifters going forward is, yeah. you know, who cares about good lift points because they're going to take... This new- they're gonna change it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're, cha- they're gonna change that to a formula, you know, next year or something that's a little more accurate. It used to be Wilkes. They tried. They tr- I love how they tried IPF score, like for like six months. For a for a year. It, it wasn't year. even a year. Yeah. It was a, it was like nationals. We were all used to IPF score, and then the Arnold. They were like, okay, we're done with that. Let's do good lift points. Yeah, yeah. So the old Wilkes like didn't favor me whatsoever. It was like a lighter really heavyweight classes then the ipf old one that favored i think my weight class a lot and then not like the lighter or heavier weight classes but now i feel like this ipf go lift points kind of creates that balance a little bit more but who knows i'll always change it um Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i don't uh yeah i don't know yeah i don't know if they're gonna make another formula right now i'm just figuring out good lift points so please don't confuse me any further just have it as good lift points and I can move on with my life and be fine. So, yeah. all right. Well, that will do it for our lifter rating. We'll get that made for you and uh, you'll be the highest rated two white lights guest we've had on. You did show some humility there with the 95 overall. So that got you to a 98. But again, I guess that's, I guess also somewhere else you can draw motivation from. You were a 98, not a 99 on yeah, two white lights. Yeah, I got to humble rating. myself. I got to humble myself. I got to humble myself, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So for Two White Lights, 
uh, we play a game called word association. So I give you a word and you give me the word or phrase that comes to mind. People get so lost, like, okay, I got to do one word. No, you just give me the first thoughts that come to mind. So we'll start off easy and then kind of work our way towards, uh, towards some different things. Let's start off with squat. Ah, Favorite lift when I'm healthy. <laughs> All right. It's your favorite lift. So if you had to do one lift, it would be squat. Yeah, it felt good. Okay. <laughs> it didn't yeah. hurt. I used to I used to squat every day, man. I loved it so much. Wow. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I cannot it. keep up with that frequency. That's ridiculous. And, yeah, let's let's yeah, that was that was four months short lived. Oh, you, you did it for four were you like competing? Uh yeah, so basically that's why my squat was so good at my first meet because oh, okay. it was, was it was early on. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. newbie games, right? All right, yeah, because I was like, yeah, if bench, you're... Bench didn't, bench didn't matter at the time. Bench never mattered. <laughs> <Between bench. All laughs> right, That's well... why I was lagging right now, because I, I had to pick up from the year and a half of really not caring. <laughs> all right, well, all right, let's bring it to the second one, to the second yeah. word association, bench. Uh, I have, I have, that's the lift that I have to work lot harder at. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess, uh, I guess that's a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, not, not a free, yeah, that's, that's your thoughts on it. So, uh, I think, I, I would, if I, if I was r- running some data on this, I think most people say that coming onto the show, like, bench is something that they have to work harder on. It's like every single lifter that comes on, and it makes sense, right? Uh, best yeah. lifters want, usually have a big squat I don't want to say weakness, but... A little bit weaker. A little bit weaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people come on two white lights. Like, I mean, if you're a good powerlifter, you have a big squat and deadlift. Um, yep. It's the least amount of kilos dictated uh, that got you victory. I mean, I got third at Raw Nationals. I have a 165 kilo bench. Says something. Just means you have room to grow. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that means the bench isn't as important as the other two. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely have. But once it clicks, you're gonna be you're gonna be going up there, man. Oh, I can't wait. The new, the new champ. The new champ. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm hoping that day comes. I'm actually praying that day that day comes. All right, deadlift. Yeah. Uh, I I guess that strong. Uh, I guess it's like brute strength for me. <laughs> okay. All right. Would uh would was is deadlift technique something that you have to work on a lot or is it uh um. Uh, not really anymore. I mean, a lot of people, like, give me crap, like, I round my back, but it's my upper back, so I get, like, zero pain from it, and yeah, it's what works for me too. with, yeah, it's just, like, if you have, like, longer legs, longer torso, I don't know, average arms, like, there's only so much you can, like, do with positioning, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, uh, I guess in the beginning, yeah, because I used to pull conventional, and switching to sumo was pretty difficult. But, you know, eventually, if you keep doing something, it'll click, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, this is, this is an uh, interesting segue, because you said people gave you crap. Social media. Ooh. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? I, I mean, would there's agree. Good and there's bad with it. There's good and there's bad with it. You got to... I try not to focus on the bad stuff. There's, I mean, there's a lot more good than bad, but sometimes it's easy, like, especially in the beginning when I first started, like, I don't know, having a presence on social media, like, I'd let those 
I don't want to call them haters. They're just people that like to, I don't know, say stuff about my knees for squats or something. I'd let it bother me. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I know my coach and I knows what, know what's best. And uh, people are going to say whatever they want. But, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would say because I, I, I obviously see the comments that you get on social media with squat form and all that stuff. And really, it's not the worst thing in the world for your knees to cave in on squat. Um, no. And I think, yeah, I think people, you know, kind of, like, it doesn't make any sense. They're like, oh, her knees are going to snap. Like, no, they won't snap. It's they just won't not aesthetically pleasing for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Joey says it. Like, you have no pain from something. And, like, I don't know, even, like, when he deadlifts, he has a little bit of a round back. And he says it himself. Like, if he was to, like, literally correct that, he could be in more of a dangerous position to get injured then. Than mm-hmm. just continuing with the slight round. So like I don't know, you just got to do what works for you, and just like I guess people just got to mind their business. <laughs> it is it, well, it is a good, it is a good, uh, it is a good thing you say double edged sword because a guy like me who kind of made like two white lights of being a bit of an asshole on social media, it's like I could kind of always be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like I get out the double edged sword because. People like kind of reputate like reputate you with like a social media thing that you said once. Like, all right, yeah, yeah I, I gotta be careful what's out there. And I like, and I and I'm not gonna like lie about this. Like at the very beginning, I I didn't know you, um, and so I didn't know like obviously like being controversial gets views sort of thing, or just like you want to create different content. And now like totally understand. I res- I respect what you're doing. You're like you're you're hustling the game, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just gotta understand, like I guess which where, where you're going with it. You have nothing but good intentions, and uh, I think that's why you're doing so great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I was about to say, I'm like with a double-edged sword. It's like, well, I was blocked by Amanda Lawrence at a point in my powerlifting career. <gasps> so. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so I first really want to apologize for that. Do not hold um, on. No, 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 no. I I'm gonna stop read. you. I'm gonna stop you. Do not apologize because you are within your right to block people. Like, it's in your right to block anyone you want on social media. And in all honesty, I don't know if I deserve the block for that particular thing. But on occasion, <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, people, if you, if, because uh, at the same time, I didn't know you either at that time. Um, I obviously have the greatest respect for you as a lifter. But I think I even mentioned on the King of Less podcast, because he asked me, like, does being a media personality sometimes burn some bridges for you? I'm like... Kind of. I'm like, I think Amanda Lawrence doesn't like me, so, like, that burned a bridge there, but at the same time, like, you know, it's like, he doesn't know me, I don't know her, um, you know, and then, I'm like, if there was a chance that we got to talk, I'm sure that I would like you enough, you would like me enough, and we could, you know, live with uh, the existence of each other. Yes. I think I just, like, misunderstood the, the meme, and I was just, like, already, like, I don't know, after Nats a couple years ago, I was already, like, I was feeling bad about, like, missing my deadlift, and I just, uh, I think I, I just, I just read it the wrong way, because I didn't, I didn't know who you were, I just, I just assumed it was just, I didn't know where it was coming from, yeah intent. but, yeah, that's, like, definitely not, not how I feel, honestly. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah, and you know what, in all honesty, honestly, though, I did, honestly, I was a bit of a smartass in the response of it, too. So we, we can, we can definitely like, again, if I get, if someone is like, Angelo is a dick, I'll be like, I can't disagree with that. Like I, I am, I am a bit of a smart ass and a dick, but I do know for a fact, if I've met every single person that I pissed off on social media, like in person, 
they would probably be like, oh, he's a nice guy, bit of a dick, but a nice guy nonetheless. Like, they will come to that conclusion, like, yeah, he's a bit of a smartass, but, you know, yeah. it's fine. It's I knew so eventually, I knew eventually media. I would get you on Two White Lights. <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. And it's just so hard with social media, like, even, like, just texting, just, like, knowing people's vibes, mm-hmm. like, how things, like, are meant to be said. Yeah, but, no. Uh, we're definitely actually, cool. Honestly, we can, just, we can look back at this and just laugh at it. Yeah, for, oh, for <laughs> sure. But also, like, this is kind of a, actually, has has there ever have to be, like, a growth in yourself, like, viewing social media and what you see on that? Because I think that's something, um, uh, Kevin Durant said this, which he has his... Kevin Durant, basketball player, has his very kind of, like, checkered past his social media because he was caught having, like, burner accounts. And now he's he's active on social media, but he just says what he wants on social media and doesn't use a burner account if he wants to insult someone. He does it from his professional social media account. But I think he said something along the lines of, you just, when I was young, I took everything personal on social media, but then as I matured, I found it humorous, and I also found out that most of the people who say those terrible things about you, it's really just a projection of what's going on in their life, and they're taking it out on me for no reason. Like, has there ever yes, been a, ever, I, like, I agree. yeah, has there ever been, like, a, like, because when you start off in the sport, also being a female, I think you are in sort of a, a certain position sometimes to get, like, weirder trolls like me when i get a troll it's usually like pretty basic shit but if you're a female you get the creepy trolls and just trolls in general like it's a, it's it's actually it's much worse for females on social media so it's like for you growing in powerlifting and also growing your name getting better in powerlifting did you have to like did you have to find like a little progression there as well like how you handled negative comments that you saw Oh, well, absolutely, especially, like, with social media. Well, not even that, even. It's also just, like, like performing, like, I guess, as well on the stage, like, being, like, really just have to, like, be a professional. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess back in the day, like, a comment, you know, comments that were said, like, I- I'd let that bother me and I'd take it personally. I mean, I think everyone, like, even, like, celebrities or whatever, when they first, like, like receive criticism, it's, like, sometimes it's easy to hyper-focus on just that. And then I'm mean, gonna it'll, it'll like ruin your day kind of thing. But like I've definitely like grown from that, and I don't let that those kind of things bother me anymore because like I know myself. I know I guess what I can do. The people who are behind me, and I'm just confident and and things. And like you know, it's it, that that's the kind of thing that like comes with experience, right? Like um, you know, we all have things to learn at first, and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I definitely would agree. Like social media definitely. I definitely feel like in the beginning, and I was one of probably the more criticized lifters, um, but, you know, we, we live, we learn, we grow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a, it's a bit of a, a unique thing that I, I think, uh, I think power lifters in general have to deal with because it's so small that you do see those things. Like I always say, like LeBron James isn't reading all the Instagram comments he gets. And I think people on social media think that we won't read them. It's like, no, dude, like we aren't famous. Like we aren't mega famous superstars. We see the stuff that's posted because we don't have, you know, I don't have a LeBron James life. 
where I'm playing a basketball game, but also have to fly to like Miami to go to like Drake's party and then fly back and play another basketball game the next day. Like I don't have that life. Like, like yeah. if I'm bored, I'm on my phone, like just going and talking to my friends. So we see that stuff, yeah. but yeah, uh, it, it, interesting take on it. And it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing to hear. Um, all right. Next one. USAPL. Uh, I guess that's what's got me started. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, I, like that's like I, I guess they're like they're the, they're the MVPs, they're the real ones. <laughs> All this is because of the meets they put on. Yeah, um, IPF. Uh, I guess world class, more of like a serious meet. I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think another like thing with people who competed in like both when they come like nationals is fun. IPF, it's like yeah. serious. It's like a serious yeah, like, thing. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I. I mean, I'm. I'm a pretty like hyped up kind of lifter. That's just. That's just how I am. Just the mindset I gotta get in when I'm gonna lift something big. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. It was pretty quiet. It was pretty quiet world. So I was like, I was yelling at myself. But they did do this cool like clapping thing in Sweden. But um, it's not like the big lights, like you know, on the stage like at nationals and like the crazy announcing. But um, that's just world is just the kind of meet where you just you know you just gotta go in and execute. Like, yeah. Because I mean, world year world champion, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. It's like uh, it's like um, the USAPL is like professional sports, like what you see with the Super Bowl or the NBA, and then IPF is like the Olympics. Like um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't have the fanfare, it doesn't have the thing, but it's a very it's a prestigious event, and it feels like you're in a very prestigious event when you're there. Um, which I mean, yeah. it's actually good. I always like the yin and the yang to it. I always like nationals being that thing of like. You know, the crowd, the spotlight, the primetime session, and then knowing that IPF world is like, okay, this is, you, you conduct yourself this as a it. professional in this uh, yeah. in this environment. But how cool would it be if we eventually get somehow got an Olympics, somehow? <laughs> I, I've, I've never been an Olympics guy. I've always just thought that, I think powerlifting can be, can surpass the Olympics in a lot of ways, because I think of the Olympics at times isn't isn't as great as people make it out to be because I guess I guess when I think Olympics like weightlifting wasn't ever like I guess before I was lifting I should say like weightlifting wasn't like the big sport for the Olympics it was like a lot of times like gymnastics uh yeah. swimming um well you like uh, like the track and field thing well but but like uh there's so many Olympic sport uh events but I I mean actually me and Can- uh, Candido said this to me which is a really good point where he said he's like Actually, I could use you as an example. More people know who Amanda Lawrence is than our very best shot putter in America. Like, people are, like, can we look at the social media for the best shot putter? I mean, I'm not saying shot putting is a, not a good sport or anything. It's amazing sport. Mm-hmm. I love those actual, those pure sports yeah. like track and field, shot putting, javelin throw. But it doesn't have mainstream popularity, and people think... It does because it's in the Olympics. And it's like, no, it's not the case. If you go on social media, if you go on YouTube, more people know who Russ Orhe is than our best javelin thrower. It's just it's a fact. It's if people yeah. know who more Steffi Cohen is than our best mm-hmm. than our best uh, a long jumper. They do. I mean, there's other events that get more publicity, 
So if we throw Olympics in there, it's like, I don't think it helps the mainstream success. I think what we have now mm-hmm. is actually on a trajectory towards a mainstream type of power lift or type of sport that we want. Um, and also I said this on two highlights as well. Um, if we value drug free lifting, the Olympics ironically is the absolute worst thing for drug free lifting (laughs) because it's like, that's immediately what you do in the Olympics is take drugs. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's honestly crazy saying like, you'll see like sometimes like after the meet, once all the drug tests are done, 10th place is somehow first place now. Yeah. <laughs> like, just because of all the fails. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched that documentary on uh, Netflix. Like, yeah. I forgot what it's called. Icarus? Just, like, how, like, Russia got away with, yeah. uh, uh, I think so. It's just, like, how Russia got away with, uh, I guess, uh, passing people mm-hmm. when they were on, I don't know, they're on yeah, the stuff. Super but, complex. Yeah, super, super complex. Um, it's uh, kind of comical that people think that powerlifters hate drug tests based on what they saw in Icarus. Like, no, we don't have that going on. It's we we're not that powerful. Like we don't have <laughs> we don't have the support of a nation behind us where people are gonna do that. So like we're we're not yeah. we're not Russia guys, I'm sorry. Like me as a power me, Angelo Fortino does not have the backing of Vladimir Putin to help me cheat a drug test so I could restore glory in my nation. Beat the system. No one <laughs> President yeah. President President Biden doesn't give a shit about me, so he doesn't know I exist. He doesn't he doesn't know that uh, USAPL powerlifting is a thing. So yeah, that is that is. Yeah, I I'm the worst person to ask about that stuff. So I just think it's funny that people could accuse I don't know being on something. It's it's just a compliment when we get that right. Yeah, you know what? In all honesty, though, I I will say I, I on the flip side because uh, I'm I'm very vain. No one really makes the accusations towards me, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel that not enough people uh, don't accuse me for being on steroids. I'm like, do I have to work harder for get to get these accusations? Do I have to look better? Because seriously, when I'm in the sport, there's been like a handful of times, and I assumed I'm like, uh, once once you start getting into it, people are going to accuse you of being on steroids. And no, it hasn't happened. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? I'm like, I thought you're taught you're taught. I'm just coming. Once bench explodes, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm, yeah, everyone's like, there's no way this guy with this bench press is on steroids. It makes, yeah. Like, if he's on steroids, he definitely benched 400 pounds, and he's not even close to that. So that's a good point, actually. Yeah, if uh, maybe once my bench explodes, but I'm like, do I have to take, do do uh, do I have to look a little bit more like Russ? Do do uh no do i do i have to get or, like, or just do I have like to get... pull, pull 800 and then they'll say it <laughs> all right sweet yeah all right awesome i'm looking forward to that day where i get those accusations um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know i just go comment that on your page sometimes <laughs> yeah do it. it's like oh you must be on steroids dude like oh that would be very that would be funny if like people just saw that and they're like wait did amanda lawrence just accuse angelo of being on steroids like that's out of left field that would actually be that would be a very funny thing. And to be sure to do it on my bench one. We're trying to be controversial. We're yeah. trying to be controversial, right? Yeah, make, make sure. Uh, yeah, make sure you do it on one of my bench videos too. People are like, okay. "Yeah, okay. Amanda Lawrence sure. is way off base here because there's no way it goes on steroids with this bench." Like, yeah, it's not not even a good bench for a 74. What he's doing? Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I'm gonna do it when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun to uh, to look forward to. 
All right. <laughs> Joey Flex. He's he's the MVP. He's, he's the GOAT coach. <laughs> yeah. We, we took home four national open champs. That's the 25% from, from Ron Nationals, and that's like a potential four world champs. Like, and I think it was something stupid, like 13% or something of overall medals, too, like, just building like a like a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, like we said on two white lights, you know, we did compare him to at least in the USAPL and IPF. Even like I had to say that because people were like, "Well, he's not a dynasty in all powerlifting," but really in all powerlifting, no. there's no. But still, he is because there's no in the USPA and other federations. There's no like solidified coaching, like. Flex has a solidified mm -hmm. coaching uh, team and a team behind him. And the USAPL yep. is the only federation that has that. You go into USPA meets, like, I've, I've seen firsthand, it's not a bad thing. It's just, like, there is no team. It's, like, there's Trevor Jaffe, yep. and then there's, like, a bunch of other coaches just, like, scrambling around you. Like, they don't care what coach you belong to or what team you belong to. It's just, yep. uh, it's just not... It's not as value to them. So, yeah, I, I did say on, on two white lights, and now I think this uh, 2021 Raw Nationals kind of solidified that. I think he is kind of the dynasty within powerlifting. And also, I asked him this, and I want to ask you because you're one of the athletes. Is there some sort of, like, like uh, honor or any sort of – I'm trying to find the right word, but – prestige and just being a flex athlete like do you do you see the other athletes that you're working with and like okay we don't train together but i want you to succeed today because we're part of this specific team yeah i mean we're we're a one big family I, I think i like to say like i literally was meeting up with everyone at nationals that was there and like it, it's just cool that you could literally like come together you may not see each other in like a year or whatever but it's like it's like fan, like, you know, like, um, and it's like definitely like motivating, like to see like, you know, if Russ is doing good, Keiko, he's huge, Tina, like every, like every, literally everyone on the team, like it's just motivating and we kind of like continue to push each other and we all, you know, want to achieve greatness. I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just kind of cool being part of a team like that, um, that are just such good people. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I've uh, I've always admired about it too, and I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to it. I won't speak too much on it because uh, I I did that, have that episode with Joey where I did talk about like other teams evolving, and I think it's because of they see what Flex has done, what TSA has done, and they want to the emulate standard. that, which is good. Set it's like standard. it's so good for the sport where you have it's and of course yeah. it's competition, but competition is good, and also it's not like they're you know bitter at it all. It's like, no, I want to be, I want to be, I want to create a coaching system that's like that. I want to create a team that's like that too. So, um, yeah, yeah, I actually really like that evolution in powerlifting, but, um, mm -hmm. you know what? I think that'll about do it for word association. Um, thank you. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. Uh, painless. I like how I love yes. when people are on their feet. About around their toes when I do word association, like okay, what's he gonna bring up? Like as I get yeah. to know you more, this is our first conversation. As I get to know you more, I will start to get better words, and then you have to be on your toes. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. I uh, I was on Ellis McLean's podcast, and he had he had me on my toes because I had to sing a whole rap. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, is that what he does on his podcast? Yeah. Oh yeah, god! Sing, like, if he ever asked me to come his- on, I'm I'm just being like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I uh, I was sitting the night before in my living room, just like trying to memorize "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Oh, well, oh is it, oh is it just any rap, <laughs> or I have to I have to freestyle? Or any any song, any song. I just I thought raps. Were oh, okay, okay. Whew. It's literally anything. Yeah, I would be if he told me to freestyle <laughs> on the spot. I'd be like, I'm leaving this interview. Like I'm done. <laughs> like I I refuse to, it's to it's freestyle for you. So. Yeah, I'm like it is it is over. Yeah. Uh, this this interview is cut short. But yeah, if you told me to sing a song, I'd be like, okay, I can do that pretty easily. <laughs> That'd be nerve. That would be more. Yeah, again, that would be more nerve wracking than competing in powerlifting. Is being yeah, asked I, on a I podcast of freestyle. I choked. Yeah, I would be like, "All right, I'm I'm closing out Zoom, and we are done with this interview." I'm sorry. All right. Well, I was yeah, gonna do that to you. That's th- for sure. I just want to say thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're good. We're good. I just want to say thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. it was no a, problem. It's a good episode. Yeah. And, I, and I also want to say congrats to you at nationals. She's shooting those podium spots. <laughs> yeah, finally, finally got the podium spot. Where you know, all right. So the comical thing. I hate to bring this up again. But at the 2019 Raw Nationals, I was memed to oblivion, like, with my last deadlift. I, like, I missed my deadlift on grip, and I, of course, obviously bring this in myself. Like, I make fun of myself all the time, so it was fine. So I was memed to oblivion. I finished 12th. Um, You know, I always consider myself an outsider looking in at 2019 Raw Nationals. I wasn't planning on doing any better than 12th either. If I broke into the top 10, I'd be like, okay, great meet, like, I came in 12th, I left 12th, uh, but the, the the highlight for me that weekend was missing my 722 deadlift and being memed by every single powerlifting meme page of how goofy I looked, and that goofy picture... You like the memes. Yeah, I <laughs> love the memes, I was okay, but that goofy <laughs> picture that I used as a template was the meme that you did not appreciate. <laughs> that was that was the meme I used of myself. No. Yeah, I was like, that was a meme of myself, and I was like, I was like, I felt like I was making fun of myself uh, on that one, but okay, I'm like, this is this is the ultimate form of fail, you're right. right? Like the ultimate form of failing, <laughs> missing a deadlift, getting memed. Oh my god! People just had their a field day with that one. I actually might post it again because the difference between nationals and that one, but yeah, 2019 ultimate failure because I even made a meme and pissed off more powerlifters in the process. That weren't me, um, and then uh, then come twenty twenty one Raw Nationals, I'm podiuming and uh, taking pictures with all those lifters that uh, you know I, com- I I wanted to compete against so bad. Like I thanks wanted- for a good story. Thanks yeah. for a good story. Right? Good storyline. Well, great great, great story art. Yeah. Story, story art. What a turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> but um, good luck with everything. Uh, hope to have you on again. Uh, on again, of course, towards worlds approaching. Um, yeah. Of uh, we we will have probably a lot to talk about, but thank you, Amanda Lawrence, for coming on Two White Lights. We'll see you guys next episode. Interview to be determined, but we have a lot of them, so be on the lookout for someone big. All right, peace. <laughs>